Hello all and welcome back to another episode, which honestly feels like our first episode of NBA Fuel for Thoughts. Myself, Patrick Carey, sitting alongside Ryan Gooden. I'm glad we're both alive. Ryan, how are you? Not too bad. It's good to be back on the hill. Um, it took forever to get back here. I think we left early March. Early March. And it is September, and it feels like it's been seven to eight months. To tell you the truth, I would have never expected our last episode to be our last episode. Oh, yeah. I we, mean, it just hit out of nowhere. We're expecting to go to the playoffs, and then school ends, and then the summer happens, and we don't talk about the finals, and then we come back. Yep. And here we are talking about the playoffs because everything got pushed back due to the coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, I just we got we missed everything. We didn't get to see the Nuggets take the first overall seed in the Western Conference. I mean, it's just been it's been crazy. Well, too, okay, that's so. A- anyways, how have you been? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, I'm just trying to get back in the swing of things. Watching a lot of basketball lately, though. Don't have much to do other than yep. school and basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was your summer? Uh, not too bad. Flew around everywhere because tickets were cheap. Uh, got to go more places than I would like. Um, but try to work. Not much. Nothing really happened this summer. You couldn't do much other than sit home and play video games all day because you couldn't leave the house. You weren't allowed. Right. What'd you do? Well, I had an internship in Cincinnati, actually. So the, for those that know me know that that's like a dream job, pretty much. Canceled. Um, and then it got canceled. So pretty much just a regular day in my life. Um, so I got stuck in Lexington, but I guess one good thing this summer, my girlfriend and I got to take a trip to Florida. Florida, not bad. I went to Chicago, uh, I think twice. Uh, wow. Yeah. Living so. your best life. Good times. Well, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on, but I think what we're going to do is just kind of pick up from where we are right now. So the first round yeah. just ended. Yeah, that way we don't have a lot of backtracking to do, and this episode isn't going to be crazy wild. Well, let me ask you, you want to start in the east or the west? Let's start in the east. All right, we'll start with the the 1-8 game, which is the Bucks magic And Magic uh, started out the first game, they won. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of scratch your head, and you're like... Well, when I saw that, I was very suspicious. But then on the west side... Same thing happened. Same thing happened. So I kind of just brushed it off, you know. I yeah. Pre-game jitters. Just, the eight seeds definitely played their best basketball, so they had hot hands. They came in heated. So gen- I think gentlemen sweep. Yeah, as I think first, you would expect. Yeah, the first seed just needed to get into it, so I wasn't really worried about that. But I can say, the Milwaukee Bucks have been struggling. Oh, we and we will talk about that. So if you don't know, the Bucks beat the Magic in five games after that uh, early game jitters, I guess. Um, but the the most interesting series probably in the East, and you can't even say it was interesting because it was still a sweep, was the Pacers' heat because every game was close, but it was still a sweep. No games in the East or no series was good. I mean, the Celtics swept the Sisters. Yeah, that Raptors was. Raptors sw- swept the Nets. Gentlemen sweep by the Bucks and Magic, and then Heat swept the Pacers. I mean, there was no good first-round matchups on that side. Yeah. Um, but the Heat, as yeah, we talked about, they swept the Pacers. Pacers are are a good team though. They are. They have a lot of talent. They had some injuries that Sabonis that hurt I mean, them big time. But I definitely think next season the Pacers are going to be a team to watch. They, I don't know what it is. They're kind of scared because they're not. Gra- I hate Miles Turner. I'm going to come out and say it. He is the softest seven footer I've ever seen in my life. The man stays out at the three point line more than Steph Curry does for a seven footer. Um, but the Pacers, they have, they have a good squad. But the Celtics. I mean, they absolutely crushed the 76ers' dreams, and if you don't think that team is breaking up this summer, 
you've got another thing coming. You can just tell by Joel Embiid's body language. He doesn't want to be there. The Sixers are done. They had their opportunities, and they're going to go right back to being zero and seventy-two. And obviously, the <laughs> obviously the uh, the Ben Simmons injury um, didn't help. But I mean, you pay. I think that shows that it's not Joel's team. Well, yeah, and you pay Tobias Harris and Al Horford. Oh my god! That much money for them? Hundred million combined. I think it's over that. Hundred forty-two million, I think, or something like that. I know that. Well, for per year, maybe it's like a hundred million. But I mean, they both got over a hundred million in their contracts, yeah. and I'm pretty sure. They average less than 15 points combined um, during that series. Yeah, it's like every shot I saw Tobias Harris take was just uh, beyond a brick. Yeah, it's it's not good. Um, the Celtics, obviously, they're on the next round. They they, they have, looked good. They their young core might be the best young core in the NBA. Kim was fitting in much much better than Kyrie was. Um, but the last series. Is the Raptors Nets? Everybody knew this was going to be kind of a sweep, but the Nets are that is like a team that it's like the Clippers last year. The Clippers were an eight seed. They won two games uh, against the Warriors when they still had KD, and they were like, "Oh, they don't have a star yet, but when they get two stars, they'll be fine." And here they are with Paul George and Kawhi. Same thing with the Nets. When Kyrie and KD come back, they're going to be fine. They have a l- lot of young talent. A new head coach. Uh, yeah, they just hired Steve Nash uh, today, I believe. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that goes, but first time head coach um, for KD and Kyrie. We'll see what they look like next year. But, but I agree. I definitely think the Nets will be a scary team. They they have a lot. They have a lot of chemistry. They have a lot going for them. Um, but we're gonna move on to the West, which is a lot more interesting. Um, so the Lakers and, and Blazers we talked about a little bit. The Blazers won the first game. Dame came out hot, and then after that it was a gentleman sweep. As we know, LeBron and AD. AD had a stinker in the first game, and then he just played out of his mind ever since then. I I was blown away at the criticism the Lakers got for losing game one compared to the Bucks. Well, I think it's just higher expectations. Yeah, and then you heard absolutely nothing criticized or uh, made fun of or anything like that when they won the the next four games. Oh, yeah. Well, because they're probably the most hated team now. If you're not a, if you're not a LeBron fan, you don't like the Lakers, right? But um, they took easy four games. Um, Damian Lillard got hurt in game five or game four and didn't play game five. Not like that would have mattered anyway. But um, I, I think for me, I think the bubble showed a lot of teams' potential levels. I think that the Trailblazers have a lot of potential going into next season as well. I mean, you see Nurkic is back, and Nurkic put up huge first-half points, but you could tell he was a little out of shape because yeah. that second half he was sucking air. He was blowing for wind. It was and, ridiculous. Um, but I, I really like their core as well. See, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I think they've been stuck for the past four years. Damon and CJ just kind of – like, they're a great backcourt, but that's not going to win you, especially if you bring Carmelo, like, as your third – that's not going to win you a championship, let alone get you to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I do, th- yeah, I do think that the Blazers came into the bubble – on a mission to get that eight seed. Well, yeah. They, so they did everything in their power. They played nearly perfect basketball. Not as perfect as the Suns did, but oh my Suns came yeah. in the bubble absolutely on fire, but they were so bad in the first part of the season they that just they, couldn't make they didn't up. have a chance. Yeah. Um, That's another team, too. Like, just in the bubble play, you can just you, I've seen a lot of teams that have a lot of potential going into next season, and I think, like I said, the Suns are another team, too. Yeah, they're – Hopefully that young core can stay together and they get like a veteran or two and, and come in there and compete next year. But 
we'll move on to the next series, which is the Clippers in Dallas. And I tell you what. I can tell you right now. I'm going to say it first. If Porzingis wasn't hurt, that would have gone to seven games. Easily. Because Porzingis. And the Clippers would have been on their toes trying to survive that game seven. Well, I'm trying to think. Porzingis was set out game five and six. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was tied two to two. Yeah. When he set. Yep. No, it, he set no, out was, game four, five, and six. It was one to two. And then they won game four. Dallas won game four. And then Clippers came and won back-to-back games. Right. Because Luka could only do so much. But Luka carried game four because Kristaps didn't play that game either. Right. So they missed him for three games. They won one of them, which is insane for a seven seed to beat a two seed without their second best player. Um, It shows you how good Luka is. He hit an amazing game winner in game four. Uh, Step back on Reggie The best shot of the bubble. Yes. What was a better shot? I'm thinking Devin Booker's. Oh. That fade away for yeah, game I keep, winner. I keep forgetting about that one. But that that's, game. I mean, yeah. higher stakes. Lucas was was probably better, but that Dallas team is going to be. Scary and again, next like year. I, I'm saying, standing by what I said, there are so many teams that are going into next season with a ton of potential, and the Mavericks are just as much there. Trey Burke, Trey Burke, who was just a last minute signing, balled out, balled out, and they were down Willie Cauley Stein, so they needed to sign a big man, and they just went out for the best player possible. They got Trey Burke, and Trey Burke acted absolutely, excuse me, put up numbers. Well, and you think about it, early in the year, Dwight Powell got injured towards ACL. He's he's with starter on that team. So you add him back, Kristaps healthy, Luka, Seth Curry, with, who balled out. and Always consistent. Seth or Seth Curry and, and Trey Burke both had an amazing series. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah, even him. A little, I might have to get rid of him just for contract reasons, but um, they have a great team. Nonetheless, the next series, I mean, we can go either one of them. They both went to Game 7s. We're going to start out with the Nuggets-Jazz, okay. which was one of my favorite series to watch. A uh, little scary at first. Not that I'm a Nuggets fan, but uh, I have a roommate who is, and watching it with him was an absolute joy just to see his face and reactions the whole time. But the Nuggets were down 3-1. Yeah, and it's absolutely embarrassing for the Utah Jazz to lose the 3-1 series. Especially when Donovan Mitchell is putting up... 70 points a game. Literally 50 Exaggeration, obviously, but 50 points he a game. He scored 50 the first game. I think it was like 53. And then like game three or four, he scored 50 again when Jamal scored 50. It exposes how not deep the Jazz are. If they lock out, if they take Donovan Mitchell out of the game, who's going to score the basketball? Yeah. I mean, you got Mike. And you Conley. got Joe Ingles sitting in the corner, breaking shots. Hitting <laughs> Joe the side of Ingles in the last four games looked scared to shoot the ball. He yep. did not want. It. He didn't want the ball. Right. And um, then Mike Conley. I mean, I don't know what happened to Mike Conley, but he just irks me now. I just I don't think he's made for these kind. Of, he always played in Memphis when he was the guy. When it was him, Marcus All, they were you know always kind of lower in the playoffs, and he didn't really have to take full responsibility if they lost. Not that he does now, but, like, that last shot in the Game 7. I mean, it was awful. It wasn't a great shot. I mean, Donovan Mitchell standing there at the at the other side of the court. You just throw the ball to him, and, and hopefully he makes a play. But, I don't know. The The last five minutes of that game was the worst basketball I think I've seen. Nobody scored. And, I honestly, I feel like the same way for last night's Game 7. The last five minutes was awful, too. Oh, in the Rockets and Thunder game. And we can go ahead and move on to that series because that... Was there anything else, though, real quick that you want to say about the Nuggets? Talent? I mean, Jamal Murray has become a superstar Super, in yep. this bubble. Yep. Now, I don't know if it's because of the bubble. A lot of players have been playing out of their mind in the bubble. It you think could it's just because they were gone for so long? Or because there's no fans. I mean, 
Game seven, I guess it would be at Denver, so Denver, it would have helped yeah. him. But um, Jamal Murray is playing out of his mind right now, um, so they have a good future too. MPJ needs to play more, though. The kid cannot play defense, but he gives you enough offensively that he's, he's got to play. Yeah, I think he just needs to get more more minutes. Um, but we'll move on to this Rockets-Thunder series because what an interesting series this is. This is one of the series that's like, if the Thunder don't win, then it wasn't a close game, except for Game 7. Right. Because it was either the Rockets blew them out or the Thunder won in a close game. Um, it went to seven games. We don't really have to talk about anything other than Game 7 because none of it really mattered. But the Rockets almost choked yet again. I mean, you have three players, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Chris Paul, all in Game 7s. N- none of them produce, ever. Two for 14, I think, is what James Harden was. He played awful, per usual, in the Game 7. Russell Westbrook was like 9 for 20, but Westbrook. he went 0 for 6 in the he fourth had some quarter. Big, he had some big layups at the end of the game. Um, but I just I'm checking. The, I'm checking the box score because I want to check myself on James. Yeah, James Harden four for fourteen. Four, yeah, four for fifteen. One for nine from three. Thirty-seven minutes. Robert Covington is the only reason they won that game. Yeah, he put them on their back. Yeah, especially tw- in that first half. Twenty-one. He gets seventeen in the first half. Yeah, I mean it was him and and Eric Gordon. That's about it. Luckily on the other side, I mean Chris Paul didn't didn't play the best. I mean it was Gallo and, and Dort SGA. Yeah. Lou Dort, who played out of the league at the beginning of the season, undrafted, and he comes in game seven, puts up thirty points. In my opinion, awful looking shot though. I'm the not last lie. possession, I get Lou Dort had thirty points, six for twelve from three, ten for twenty one from the field. Why does he even have the ball with two seconds left? That's my. So this is the part I wanted to get to, and that's the last two minutes of this game. Nobody took over. Chris Paul is supposed to be the guy on this team. Chris Paul was shaky. We've we've talked about it all year. He's the, the, he's the reason they got to the his to the leadership playoffs. is out of this world, except for when it comes to Game Seven. But yeah, I mean, the, we'll go play by play. So, um, what we're talking about right now is the Chris Paul basically had the ball with I think it was like ten seconds ten left, seconds. and they're down by two. Yeah, it was yeah two. Um, one hundred four, one hundred two, and he he dribbles. Into like almost a double team, but it almost turns it over. Russ backs up and he throws it right to Russ. Luckily, Russ doesn't have the hands or I mean, my gosh, when he passed that, I was like, ball. "What are you doing?" He got stuck in the air, wasn't even facing the basket, and there was a guy between him and the player he was trying to throw to. It wasn't even a good pass. Luckily, it bounced off Westbrook. SGA got it. Um, he can't even control his dribbles, and then he's out of control. He throws it to to Lou Dort, who a, puts up a three to the other wing. Yeah. And then who is open and James Harden, may I say, has an incredible closeout, which is the last time you'll ever hear that come out of our mouths, which is James Harden playing defense, um, blocks his shot, gets his ball back, tries to throw it off James Harden and and James Harden plays dodgeball. Yeah. And it's the highest I've ever seen James Harden jump. Yeah, I don't think uh, that's the most athletic play I think I've seen in a sequence. He blocks the ball and then plays jumping jacks with with the ball between his legs. And then here's what blows my mind. Then they have another chance. They, they have a Gallinari misses a free throw. That's what I was, and that's what I wanted to talk about was how does Chris Paul not? I don't care what why is Gallinari, Gallinari at the line. He's twenty nine for twenty nine, and you you'll say play percentages. He hasn't missed a free throw all series, but he missed one there. And if I'm Chris Paul, I'm not letting him go up there and shoot. You I'm are the, the best, leader of the you're team. The best you're the, the veteran team. of the team. You're a point guard. You need to be there. Go shoot the free throw. And if you if you miss it, then it's on you. If it's not if you, like it's better to 
to have all the pressure on you and you miss it and be like, yeah, that was my fault, rather than what ifs. Like, what if Chris Paul would have shot that? They're down by one. They could have got a better shot in the last the last quarter instead of – I mean, it's just they had so many opportunities that were blown, but the referees in this bubble have been atrocious. It's been the most aggravating thing I've ever seen. But then I want to finish – I'm sorry. I have to get this out of my system. I know you live with Matthew. Oh, yeah. I love my girlfriend to death, but I can't talk basketball with her, so I've been waiting to get this out. Lou Dort is has the ball with two seconds left. Then you have still a second and a half to chuck up something to not only tie the game or win the game in a Game 7 series, and Steven Adam gets the ball at the top of the key. Doesn't even get the ball. Why are they even looking at for Steven Adams? Adams? The only time you should look at Steven Adams is if you're is throwing if you're a lob. It. If you're throwing a lob this out of bounds. This man was at the three-point line. Why? Then he falls. Yeah. He gets knocked over by Russell Westbrook. The ball and the game's over. Yeah, nobody touches. No, then, don't even get a shot if off. If you didn't see this game, the last five seconds took forty-five minutes. Oh yeah, it was it was awful. All to see Stephen Adams fall. What an anticlimactic ending in both games last night. So we'll go ahead and move. Oh yeah, on. let's go ahead and switch back over to to round two. Okay, yeah. So that was that was that was round one still. Yeah. So the Rockets have advanced and they're getting ready to be swept by the Lakers. Anyways, we'll continue. Now we're jumping back over to the East, round two. We can go round two. Let's just do round two real quick. Round two. So round two, obviously you have Milwaukee and Miami, who are now, there's two games in, and then you have Boston and Toronto, who are also two games in. The West hasn't played anybody because they both had game sevens, so the second round hasn't been played yet. And may I say, too, real quick, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Game seven for... The Rockets' thunder is a perfect situation for the Lakers because they have oh, had yeah. so much time to just chill, relax, get your energy level back up, and not have a dud game one again because we can't do this. Sometimes that you you think that, but then sometimes it kind of hurts the team that sits for so long because they're waiting to play basketball and they just sit there they for come four out days. Not fresh. And yeah, that is not, a good point. And they're coming out like jarred. I see, I see two sides though. Yeah, I mean you can go either way, but and you'd see like, oh, the Rockets just played. They're going to be tired, but they could also be in rhythm. I mean, you could have James Harden come back and score 50 points that first game. I mean, you never know. But Anyways. for the East, Milwaukee and Miami, Miami's up 2-0. And if you don't think Giannis is leaving at this point, I don't know what to tell you. Giannis needs They're not coming somebody. back from 2-0. No. This series is pretty much over. You got, they, the, I feel the Bucks had to win game two. I don't. I don't want to come out and go that strong, but they, I mean. That's me knocking on wood, obviously. I feel like they could easily win these next two games and the series be tied, and then we have a completely different look. Mm. I don't know. I feel like, I feel. I mean, obviously the Heat have had the Bucks number throughout the regular season and now the playoffs. Yeah. They're the only team that has swept the Bucks. But the Bucks were up 2-0 on the Raptors last year, and we all thought that series is over. Raptors come back, win 4-2, and then go to the finals. Like, these next two games, really this third game, if 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 Heat win, there's no way that they're gonna blow a three oh lead. But if the Bucks win two one, then you go to momentum going into game four, you win two two. Like it's a completely different series. But they're in hot water right now and Giannis hasn't shown up. He's kind of been a snowflake this entire fourth quarter playoffs. Like he just doesn't show up in the big moments. And that's why people are criticizing like can he be a number one player on a championship team? And I think he can, but he's got to have somebody better than Chris Middleton as a number two because he has no help right now. Chris Middleton, like, if you didn't watch the end of game two, 
Miami was up three. They had uh, the Bucks had the ball. They have one chance to go down and score. Chris Middleton throws up a, a hail mary for a three, and gets awarded a foul call, which is one of the worst calls I've seen in the playoffs. Um, it's second to the one that happened right after it, which was so he hits all all three free throws. They have about six seconds. Miami does to go and hit a game winner, and Jimmy Butler gets a foul call with zero point zero seconds left on the clock. And, go ahead, free throws and a free yeah, throw. Yeah, I saw the highlights the game. for this part. I didn't get to see the very end of the game. So. But that was an awful call too. I mean, he basically fell down, and Giannis gave him a tap, and that was that's what they called. They even reviewed it, and they still called it the same. Um, so it ended like the the NBA All Star game did, which is a free throw. Right. Um, but Milwaukee has got to find somebody else that can score the ball because Chris Middleton is not cutting it for number two, and Giannis has to play better. But that whole series, and if you look at the box score, and you haven't been watching the games. Giannis has 29, had 29 points and 14 rebounds last night, 10 for 18 from the field, 36 minutes, but that's expected. Yeah. But the way and the way he was playing, his body language, it just – I see two – I see either he just doesn't want to be there or he's just thinking this team's not going to cut it anymore. I don't, I, I don't think that – and now you see reports that like, oh, he could be going to the Raptors, he could be going to the Heat – um, I mean the Warriors. They have the second pick. They, that's been in talks for three years now. I saw this funny meme last night, <laughs> and it was LeBron sitting there when he announced he was going to Miami, yeah. and it was like Giannis in twenty twenty one. Well, I was like, here's I don't think he's going to the Heat, especially if they beat him. In I think he's series. going to Golden State. If the Heat win this series, no shot he goes there because they'll get the same flack that KD got, which was you go to the team that beat you to try and beat the team. That you couldn't win with, right? Which is a low move in people's eyes, whatever. But it's like, is it much different if he goes to the Warriors? That's what I'm saying. Like I've seen Golden State Warriors rumors for months. Right. That was the first one that ever came out. And especially now that the Warriors have a second pick, you don't think it's a big blockbuster. Especially because Giannis is a free agent, so they could do a, a sign and trade to at least get something out of him instead of just losing him for for nothing. I think he's gonna get less respect going to the Warriors with. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and now Giannis. Then going to the team that beat him, unfortunately, in the Miami Heat, because they're just looking at Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, Tyler Hero. It's a different situation, yeah, but it's also that fact of you, you join the team that you lost. You to. lost to the so team that if you can't beat them, join put them. Put your fire out, right? But um, speaking of Toronto, and that's another team that that Giannis could be potentially going to. They're down two zero to the to the Celtics, who are looking. Fantastic. The Celtics look like a NBA final run caliber team. Which is weird because your best player, depending on the night, could be a twenty three year old. Could and, be anybody. I mean Marcus Smart. Uh, I mean, my goodness, he's been balling out. He's been playing out of his mind. I mean at this point, they're starting five. Any of those players could pop off and be the best player on the team that night. Except for Daniel Tice. Well, except for Daniel Tice. Obviously I'm not <laughs> including this man. But Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker, Tatum, um, and Smart, I mean any one of them could have, a, and really, it's been smart. This first two games have been playing out of his mind. And if Marcus Smart is playing out of his mind and putting Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kimba Walker in the back seat, they still have way more potential to come. That's a that's a great back seat you have because I mean, you saw Kimba Walker had the dagger in, in game two, so you still have that shot maker that can close out a game that doesn't have to take over the entire fourth quarter. Um, they have scary potential, and they're they're deep roster. 
But the Raptors, I I think they're done. They needed to win game two for this to be an actual series. Um, they might make it respectable and be like a 4-2 series, but it's it's over for them. Really, what we're looking for is, is the West, and it's that Nuggets-Clippers series. Because you, I mean, you could say the same about the Lakers-Rockets, too. That Lakers-Rockets is going to be a five game. You think so? Yeah, Lakers in, in five, 4-1, probably win game two, if the I'm, Rockets will. If I'm the Clippers, I'm nervous. Oh, yeah. you just Jamal took, Murray coming in hot. And especially after you couldn't guard Luka. It's like, and they have way more talent on the Denver Nuggets team than they did the Dallas Mavericks. Right, and you they have, lost two games. All in, you have to the, do is worry about one series. Yeah, and you got Kawhi on Luka, and yet you better pray playoff P shows up. <laughs> yeah, or well, who are you talking about? Pandemic P. Pandemic P. Yeah, because or PG thirteen percent. Like I've seen so, so many funny. memes. <laughs> that was so funny. Anyways, we got to take a quick break. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll get some predictions for the rest of the season. And stick around. We have a nice little surprise. Once the NBA season finishes, what are we going to talk about next? We'll, don't go anywhere. We'll be right So every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine, waiting here to find the sign that I should take it slow. back to NBA Fuel for Thoughts. My goodness, how good that feels to say that again. We actually tried numerous times to do a Zoom episode, uh, just a virtual episode, but it ended up being a disaster every time. Ryan, would you like to explain why? Uh, I have awful internet, and you would not be able to make out what I'm saying. Not that you would want to anyway. Right, because I'm the on-air talent. Uh, that's just not true, but... I'm here. You're kind of... I'm Stephen A. Smith, and you are the cameraman. I'm not even Max Kellerman. You're not even Max Kellerman. <laughs> That's fine because um, nobody likes listening to Stephen A. more than 10 minutes anyway. They get his one rant and then, you know, it's kind of like, do you want to listen to him all day? Not really. So. All right. Shots fired. Anyways, welcome back. It feels so good to be back on campus, but let's hop right back into it. Predictions for our playoffs. The second round. Lakers. We kind of touched on a little bit. Lakers, Rockets. I think it's going to be a five-game gentleman sweep. What do you What do you got? Oh, I could say the same. I'd be, if I wanted to be arrogant and say 4-0, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you probably should. The Rockets are going to win one game. They might win two. There's a chance. Lakers in five or six. That's my final take. Yeah, the, I think the Lakers' defense is, is better than the OKC's. So, and I just don't and think— And Rockets don't play defense. The Rockets can't stop AD, let alone LeBron. Yeah, what do you They got? have nobody six, to stop five, AD. P.J. Tucker out yeah. there trying to guard AD dunked AD. on Hassan Whiteside three or four times in like five minutes. Yeah, I mean, he dominated You're them. not going to stop AD. They have no answer for AD, so I think it, it could easily be five. I'll, I'll be generous, and I'll give the Rockets six. So, Lakers and six. Not bad. Um, and then on the other side, you got Denver and the Clippers. This is where it gets interesting. I can tell you the truth. Hold on. Tell me how many games first before you tell me who you think wins. I think it's going to go seven. I also think it's going to go I think it's going to go seven. I, I think, think the Clippers are going to win in seven I, only because of their depth. I want to be the outlier. I want to be the guy that's like, that's you know, a huge, Denver in seven. a huge prediction if you don't pick the Clippers. But I don't trust them. Like, Jokic in the fourth quarter, I just I don't trust that. Because what if Jamal has a couple bad games? Then you got nobody else. Then it could easily be a sweep. 
No. Yes. No. Who else is going to step up if Jamal's not playing well? I know Jokic ain't going for 50. No, but not— He can't even run Jokic, up the floor 50 times. Jokic averaged like 25 the series, but like the fourth quarter he just doesn't play. I don't understand. He's tired. He doesn't get the ball like in the fourth. And for good reason because Jamal takes over. But if uh, it's not Jokic or Murray, then yeah, they, they're kind of in hot water. Okay. What's your bold prediction? Bold. Actually, no, hold on. We'll save that. Let's go regular predictions, and then we'll go with the dark horse bold prediction at the end. I got Clippers in seven. I'll go Clippers in six. Six. Because Denver just played seven. They're probably tired. The first couple of games, you'll see, like, oh, the what's team. wrong with them? Yeah. Yeah. All right, over to the East. We're, uh, the East is way ahead of the West right now. Oh, we're yeah. Already, we're I mean, we're so two we games can go in. ahead and just – this should be quick. Yeah, I mean, Miami in, in six. Yeah. And then – I'll say I'll say Miami in five. Okay. I think the Bucks will win game three. You know how but, bad that'll look for a one seed to lose in five games. But I do. I don't. I just don't think the Bucks have the answer for the Heat. There's too many offensive weapons for the Miami Heat, mm-hmm. and they are the only team in the NBA that has the answer to stop uh, Giannis. That's if you true. stop Giannis, what's going to happen? Chris Middleton. We it, see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Boston and Toronto sweep. Really? No. Oh, I was about to say. <laughs> I can't do a sweep. Toronto's going to get one game at least. I, I'll say I'll say Celtics in five. I'll say Celtics in six. Both six-game series kind of evens it out to where the, they're on time. Do you think sometimes it's rigged? Oh, yeah. No, I'm saying, like, even for no reason. You don't think the Bucks? I think... We're supposed to win last night? You can't tell me that you don't think that... Careful, the NBA might be listening to us. Yeah, I doubt... I don't. But one now person is I, listening to this. I can tell you the truth. That is so hurtful. <laughs> but I can tell you the truth. The West is already behind two games. Yeah, they're gonna. So make they're it. gonna make the East drag out longer a little longer to catch it up because they're not gonna have two teams ready for the Eastern Conference Finals and the Western Conference Finals be six games away. But that's the problem: is that you can't. They're already two games ahead, so you can't push. Say the Lakers or say the uh, Denver Nuggets and Clippers go seven, you can't push the, right. the thing to nine. So it's like they're gonna be ahead no matter what. It's a matter of how far do they start the Eastern Conference Finals before the West gets done? And if that's the case, then you're gonna have an East team who whoever wins are gonna be sitting waiting for the NBA Finals to whoever wins the West. I think the Eastern Conference and Western Conference will start at the same time. I don't think so. You think that they're gonna just go on with the Eastern Conference Finals? Yeah. And then the, whoever wins the East will sit there and wait, and you'll have that. It'll be the same thing. Like, you'll have seven days off, which could be good or bad. People say it's good, but then you'll come out the first game and be rusty as all can be because you haven't played in seven days. So whoever whoever wins the East either needs to drag it out as much as they can or – So um, which one's going to go the longest? Because both of them are 2-0. I say the. You think both are going to be six? I say the yeah. You think so? I do, but if I had to put my money on, I'd say the the Milwaukee series will go the longest. They have a better chance of coming back than the Raptors do, at this point. Um, but say you have Heat Celtics in your Eastern Conference Finals, and then you got the the Lakers, and then the Lakers and <laughs> the Lakers and whoever wins the other series. <laughs> All right, so we got our four teams. Regardless of how long the series go. Right. I got Lakers, Clippers. Yeah. Eastern side, obviously. Celtics, Heat. Mm-hmm. I hate to say obviously. I feel so bad for the Bucks. I don't. I do. Why? Well, they are getting backpacked by one man. Yeah, but even that one man can't carry Anyway, we're getting load. off topic. We're getting off topic. 
So right. we got our four teams. We got our four teams. Except mine's the Nuggets and yours is the Clippers. Are you serious? I I'm taking the dark horse. Are you kidding me? I am, but I'm gonna I'm gonna regret it in about two weeks when I come back and the Clippers win in like five games. And then I'm gonna be on your head just like when you said the Nuggets would be the ones. But I think anyways it, that's just because they didn't have enough games to come back because we had I'm the, not hearing the it. bubble. I'm not hearing it. Okay, you don't have to. I just know that I'm right. <laughs> and I will be when I say Denver in seven. Perks have done my show final with, uh, answer. Ryan Gooden, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily, you guys don't see the camera because I, I virtually yell at him telepathically. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, pretty much. My eyes are very rude almost. It's like, luckily I can't say what I want to, but I say it with my face. Oh, I, yeah. And I wish I, we need to do a camera. We need to get a camera. I really do think so. Yeah, let's invest. Yeah, with our six views. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the the Nuggets are winning in seven. That's my final prediction, bold prediction. Um, and that'll come back to bite me, but whatever. So I got the Lakers, Nuggets, and then Heat, Celtics. All right, Western Conference Finals. I got Lakers. I also Lakers, Clippers, Lakers. and that if Lakers, Clippers, it's gonna go to Game Seven just for ratings. You think so? Yes. I think it'd be different if they were both playing in L.A., like if things were back to normal. But I think since they're in the bubble, I think it'll go six, Lakers. Um, that's if that happens. But if, if my prediction is if the Nuggets get there and they have to play seven against the Clippers, that's two game sevens they've already had to play. They'll lose in five. I think it'll be the quickest Western Conference Finals in a while. Um, I think the, the Lakers will probably gentlemen sweep the the Nuggets, they'll probably go all the way through five games for each round until they get to the finals, Okay, if that happens. All right, Eastern Conference, this is where it's going to get interesting. This is the most interesting one, Heat versus Celtics. And I think we can pat each other on the back here that we both had the Heat as the Dark Horse team when the regular season started, not even the bubble, yep. but actual regular season. And I think it's because I'm a Kentucky fanboy. <laughs> we yeah. both are. Yeah. So we saw Hero and Bam and, you know, you want to sh- – but we did we did say they're they're especially when they got Jay Crowder, Iguodala, they were like, This is a building block to to try to And it's about for time I've seen something from Jay Crowder. He's played well. He's played well. And then if you have your point guard and Gordon Dragic's dropping twenty three. Dragic is playing out of his mind right now. Twenty three, fifty percent from the three. It's like he doesn't play regular season, he just waits. He's like, Yeah, I'm just gonna save my energy for the playoffs because he's that old that he's like a veteran who knows what he's doing. And that's okay. So he can drop twenty five, a quiet twenty five a night, and just be, be cool with it, and not be the best player on the floor. Doesn't take the last shot, but he plays well every game. So who you so got? The question is: Is it Heat or Celtics? And how many games? I think it's at least six, no matter which side you go. I'm gonna take a stretch. I'm gonna go Heat. See, I'm gonna go Celtics. That's perfect. I'm gonna go Heat in six. I'll go Celtics in seven. You want you're gonna go game seven on that? Yeah, only okay. because. Yeah, yeah, Celtics in seven. Celtics in seven. Jason Tatum. I just don't know who Butler's gonna guard. If he guards Jalen Brown, he's gonna guard Tatum though. You know he is. I think Andre Iguodala is gonna have to step up off the bench defensively. Or Jay Crowder's going to have to. Uh, that's the problem is the Heat have so. You so forgot about Aguidala. Good defenders that it, it's going to be hard for this young Celtics team to overcome that. Who's going to guard Bam? That's that's the question <laughs> I had. Who's, who's guarding Bam? Don't tell me Daniel Tice because. D- no, I'm not hearing that. He only had. He only had 15 and 9 last night. Here's the thing is if, if Iguodala's on the floor, Tice is going to guard Iguodala because he 
You'll live with it. So who are you putting three. Bam on? Who are you giving? Who, who's going on Bam? Tatum. And you hope that you double. Hopefully, Tice is in the paint because Iguodala can't shoot. So then you have double team on Bam basically the whole time. It's going to be an interesting series. This is where it, it, it's going to become concerning for me. Is I just don't think the Celtics can match up with the Miami Heat. It's all about matchups, but I I do think. On the other side of the Celtics court, have I do more think, options. I do think on the other side of the court, the Celtics would be just fine. You think Miami offensively will struggle against the Celtics? No, I think the Celtics will do just fine offensively. Oh, they could, but they also could. I think there'll be one game where you'll see they'll, they'll struggle hard, and you'll be like, is this really a, a team that's ready for the championship? But I think having Kimba and a, a semi-veteran um, can kind of will them to to victory in seven. All right, last but not least, NBA Finals. It's I got a, I got Lakers heat. I think we both have the same team. I got Celtics, Lakers. I mean, I'm talking about to wins. To oh, win. yeah, it's it's Lakers. Lakers. Okay. So we're running short on time. We'll talk more about this when it gets there. When it gets closer. Yeah. But we have a little uh, announcement that we decided to do once the NBA season ends. Do you want to say it? No, you go ahead because you kind of came up with it. and. So instead of us no longer doing a podcast um, after the NBA season ends – we're going to start up our new podcast, same links, obviously, NBA Fuel for Thoughts, NFL Edition. Thank God, because I love talking NFL, and especially with you being a Bengals fan, it's just going to be, we're going to be, we're going to talk trash the entire time. It's going to be awesome. And because gonna, I feel like in the NBA, like, we don't really have a team. We kind of just talk mutually, like, we have I mean, I an do. outside look, but we both have a team in the NFL. We're both passionate about our teams in the NFL. Yes. And I think I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we're gonna start getting some guests on here. Yes. Um, for both NBA and NFL. We'd like to get a couple, at least one guest before the NBA season ends. But right. once NFL season comes around, we're gonna get a couple guests in here. It'll be fun. It You'll, will be fun. To see a lot of uh, arguing, especially yep. on on Patrick and me's side, just about you know who's a good team and who's not, and who who they can really beat and who they can really not beat, which is basically everybody. Pretty sure they'll be in Philadelphia. If you I, don't know who Day I, is, I, it's I the Bengals. We can't, we can't cuss, so I, I got to keep my composure over here. You're right. And how do you think I feel? <laughs> because <laughs> I could talk so much crap about the Bengals, you had no idea. But we'll save we'll that. We'll turn the mics off and we'll handle business. We'll save that for when NFL season actually kicks up. But There's our announcement. I'm pretty excited. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm glad that we're going NFL route. I know when we first started NBA, we were kind of green to just do NBA basketball. Because we do work for another podcast. I'm not sure if everybody knows Red Zone Radio. We talk all sports. And sometimes we don't get enough time to talk about the sports we're truly passionate about. Um, so it's going to be a, a so be fun. whole podcast dedicated to our passion. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for us here today. It feels so good good to be back. Excuse me. Uh, you're listening to NBA Fuel for Thoughts. For myself, Patrick Carey, and Ryan Gooden, we thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you.